Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Hope you are good. I hope you are well. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to be listening to Kaylee's story, an absolutely unbelievable journey within the game plan program and all the things she's managed to achieve and the more that is due to come. Guys, take a listen. Actually, no. So Kaylee is on our hot seat today. Um, when I asked Kaylee to do it, Kaylee said, why, why are you asking me? What have I got to bring? And then I think within about 30 seconds, I sent about six bullet points as why Kaylee should be sat on the hot seat for her to sit back and go, you know, I suppose when you put it like that, it's uh, <laughs> it gives us a reminder maybe that perhaps we do more or we achieve more or that we may inspire more than we actually are um, led to believe. So as last week, for anyone that was on it remembers, we were on a time frame. So that means that Kaylee doesn't have as much pressure because we got off cut off very abruptly last week. So we won't dilly dally for too long. So we'll get right into it. But first of all, Kaylee, how are you feeling? Are you all right? Are you ready? Yeah, I feel very nervous. I do have to say this is so out of my comfort zone. I, I do presentations and things at work to hundreds of people, but it's never about me. Um, so <laughs> it's very different. Yeah, it's... Uh... It puts you on the spot. So hopefully you did your revision and put your notes down on those questions I sent you earlier. No, I'm joking. Um, I was going to but... say, I missed those questions. <laughs> <laughs> but what we'll do is we'll start very, very quickly. Um, and you, can, as I always say to people, you can go as deep as you want. I think when you go deep as you can, then you probably inspire yourself just as much as others as well. Um, why did you join the coaching program this goes way back for anyone that doesn't know Kaylee we'll get to introduce herself fully but start with how long ago did you join and why did you join and then tell us a bit about yourself okay so probably it's going to be two years ish I'd say if not more um I think I joined one of your so it was coming out of COVID maybe and it was one of the challenges that you that you had at the time and um so I've always kind of dipped in and out of fitness, but never really probably understood it or um, knew what my goals were. And I thought, so I was, how old is, so I gave birth about, how old is he now? Three and a half years ago. Um, so it was kind of coming out of that time where, you know, having a baby for anyone that doesn't know, gives you a lot of excuses for a, a while, I think. And I was getting to that point where I needed to stop making excuses and take some action. So like I breastfed um, my son and whilst you're breastfeeding, you can basically whatever the hell you want mm -hmm. um, and you don't really put on any weight. And then I stopped breastfeeding and I didn't stop, you know, like the cakes and the coffees and all of this kind of stuff. And I put on a, a lot of weight. Like when I gave birth, I was actually... I weighed less than I did before I got pregnant so like and to see that difference I think it was about two and a half stone in about two and a half years so um quite a significant um weight gain so I joined the challenge as a bit of a kick start I would say 
um, yeah. <clears throat> just to you know get myself going. I would probably say the first one I did, I didn't really engage with it as much as mm. I should have done and didn't really see results. But enough to kind of realise maybe a bit more effort would have brought those yeah. results now. I would yeah, say definitely. first, whilst we're here at this intersection, like lads, don't switch <coughs> off because Kaylee isn't just a mum and we're all too guilty, particularly as men of thinking and treating people as just mums, just parents, just dads, whatever. Like there is more to this tale of why Kaylee sits in the hot seat. So Kaylee, your struggles, I suppose, started more deeply after that, right? Because you were kind of getting away with it. And then like you say, the weight gain and everything like that. Now, you obviously came through me effectively through your husband who was one of my best mm -hmm. mates at school which is obviously how you heard of me in terms of where you were when you joined that first challenge and your mindset of fitness health and fitness compared to where you're at now what would you say the biggest differences are um well my whole life and including the point where I joined that challenge I've been quick wins I need a quick win I've done every single diet juicing like I didn't turn the juice diet to the point where I fainted on the kitchen floor you know like it's like never kind of taking responsibility for myself I always wanted that quick win that someone else could could give me um yeah <laughs> just that sort of <laughs> yeah. that was sigh of it yeah was very telling there um so probably didn't feel too good about yourself then in those times, because if you're going for quick wins and all the time and chasing fads where you're not fainting on the kitchen floor and not achieving anything, then I imagine there's not too much good feeling with that. Yeah. And um, for, I don't know, people might know this from comments I've made in, in um, the group, etc. So I've had trouble with like emotional eating, binge eating, bulimia, etc. in the past over the years, which started probably kind of, uh, late teens university time so like all of those things impact my mindset around fitness which a lot of that is why I would always think quick wins quick wins because that's kind of the the mindset that you have when you struggle with some of those problems even though when you delve into it you know you're not winning anything <laughs> by taking the actions in relation to those things and then so bulimia particularly is obviously an eating disorder that probably stems from emotional eating, but yeah. it needs yeah. to be treated as such. And it's not, it's not something that a PT deals with or anything like that, but that's probably quite a, a trapped feeling then, right? Like where, mm. because you're so used to quick wins and you're also used to taking those actions, it's hard for you to see a way out. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I've worked very hard over the years to kind of like, get on from that place of bulimia but then you've always got those that emotional eating is kind of in, ingrained into you and you know like the stress stress eating and bulimia and all of those kind of things are quite quite connected um so what's happened over the years is the elements that you would associate with bulimia have probably fallen away but then the the eating aspect of it has continued the psychological, um, and then and that's the cycle it. that you get trapped in so you think oh right you know I've improved um I'm not in that place anymore but you you've still got something a problem um mm. in the background yeah some of the tendencies mm. I think with with eating disorders something they say is like you never never really get over it it's just all about creating the time between each episode of it 
how do we create yeah. more time and that's that's obviously really hard so when you think someone has come to a coach to lose fat and to change their physique but we have to be so careful of of triggering those things because lots of people on here like James will have done it Nikki's done it um particularly those two Danielle's now done it where they've been through shoot preps and effectively shoot preps and it's very intense so it's like so for you you probably when I said about the hot seat you're like but you haven't done that right so you probably mm-hmm. you you had that instant feeling of maybe being fraudulent by sitting up here um definitely but actually you've been in the game for two years um a significant amount of body fat down a body built much stronger we've worked so much on technique obviously we're still going through someone will relate to this Kirsty, in terms of your back as well like in terms of that so yeah. in terms of your progress then i could sit here and tell you about your wins all the time you obviously spoke about where you were but if you was gonna if you were effectively if you was gonna sell someone my program based on your on how you feel and those changes that you've made it's not really about selling my program what would you tell people <laughs> What, what would you say? What what are your wins? To me, it's definitely a mindset thing. Yeah. So like when I look at like my body, I, I just don't see that I've made any wins in terms of that. Yes, when you look back at the photos from when I started, it is a very different body. Um, It's still not in the place, but it, it's the mindset and the acceptance of, um, you know, like everybody body works in a different way we we heard that when when emma spoke to us and you know it's about that mindset change and that i shouldn't compare myself to other people because like i don't know maybe it's the the era that i grew up in it's all about you know the models and you know the pop stars and and all of this Mm. and it was always you know striving for something that's actually not you and i think during this process i've found me you know, not the mum, not the wife. I found me, and then I can take now the steps that mean the most to me with that change of mindset. Yeah. So yeah, it's people should join for the mindset as well. I think as the those transformations because you know everyone here, we've had that when we've had these conversations. It's it's never just about the body transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important. It's powerful. Like, and I think if we judge your success over a six-week period of of any of the six weeks periods we've had in those two years, you probably wouldn't be that chuffed, really, would you? Except <laughs> maybe that shred that we did before December. Yeah. But like, un, unlike that, your six weeks have have a compounding effect over time. Yeah. And yeah, and also like it looks like slow progress. So I think I've lost two stone in those two years. Mm. So that's when I think, oh, you know, that's pretty shit i could have done a much better job but actually i've not gone back up again like when i went on my honeymoon but that's to you know to be expected but i haven't actually gone up so all of those habits that i've ingrained have helped me to keep on track so it's slow but it's always progress yeah 100 percent. so it's like it's not it's not ever bouncing back. It's not like two stone down, one stone up, two stone down, because yeah. that's exhausting for anyone. Um, okay, well, I'm so I'm going to flip it now. And I said I said at the start about how it's not just about being a mum and a and a wife, and it's about finding yourself and kind of how you do things. And and I think we all know Kaylee's probably one of the most active members in the group. She's 
takes part in the challenges and stuff. And you can see that really shine through. But I'm going to flip it back. How do you think it affects your parenting? Like, how has it impacted your life as a mum? How do you think it's impacted Roman's life? Like, where? Because it will have had an effect. Yeah. Um, well, I think because I approach life differently, he's seeing life differently. And I feel that the things I'm doing are setting a really positive message for him. And I think if I hadn't gone on this journey, he would probably be, you know, he would have a different relationship with food and exercise. And like, he's only three and a half, but, you know, I think I've posted pictures of him before. He's like, always do, he like, if he wants something, he says, I'll do two squats for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got his own kettlebell and he, he likes to do all the little things. He comes out on walks with us. We make ourselves active, you know, like previously on a weekend, I wouldn't really be going anywhere. Um, but I feel like we force ourselves to go out because we've got our habits to meet. And then that, that he's out walking. So like he's generally a healthier child because of me investing in myself and I just feel that just naturally makes it easier to instill the things you want to as a parent yeah Roman probably wears my merchandise more than anyone else by the way I've got <laughs> some picture updates with hats and stuff which is amazing um but this is also coming from the person who missed out the fact that they set the camera up and went to Ferry Meadows and turned the children's play park into an assault course for their different form of cardio <laughs> which is very yeah. quickly failed to mention which is also but the point of this is about being an example. It's not, Kaylee would not be necessarily a better example to Roman had she had dropped four stone in four months. That's not what this is about. This is not putting anyone on rapid weight loss or photo shoot transformation on a pedestal. And it's why you notice only one person that's done this so far has been one of those people because it isn't the be all and end all. It's a fantastic challenge. Um, but that's really important. But so I'll, I've known Kaylee's husband who I'm sure won't mind being name dropped and it's still weird to call him that Tommy for 15 years we went to school together we grew up together um Tommy has probably had his own fair share of weight management it would be fair to say but he's always had a love of gym so how does that impact obviously you got with Tommy nothing to do with it it's new to me how does that impact you as like a couple like because Tommy loves the gym, like Tommy is full strong man, sits in a perfect squat, winds me up, will deadlift 200 kilos. And you think, well, hang on, how does he manage that? So how does that impact you knowing that you kind of, you're both doing that together, I, I, I would say. Yeah. Well, to be honest, it's very difficult because he has a very different view of healthiness and fitness than I do. Like you say, he's more down like the strong man view and he can be quite stubborn so you know when I first started this for example I I can't squat I don't know what it is you know like and he used to try and help me in the gym and he'd just be shouting at me like (laughs) I don't understand why you can't do it and like he's like you need to do this I can't it hurts blah 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 and there's just no flexibility with his ways so it's great that we're both kind of understanding that we're on a journey etc but sometimes it's incredibly difficult to live with that because you know 
he's not necessarily trying to lose fat. So if he makes a meal, God knows how much oil and butter, etc., is in it, which is why I asked the question not that long ago. And it's like, because he's telling me, oh, no, you don't count whatever I put in. I'm like, oh, you know, that looks questionable. So his mindset is very different to my mindset. So you would think it would be easier because, you know, we're both into it. We're both trying to, you know, go to the gym and people just see that aspect of it. But we're on very different journeys. And it kind of like harks back to what I'm saying about everybody's body is different because you know he can't really help me and I can't help him in terms of the the transformation that we might want but it is easier in terms of he understands Hmm. you know the deep-rooted want to be healthier etc regardless of whether that's for our son or whether that's for the people around us you know he he works in the fitness industry as well so he's like just about it all the time Um, but yeah I should probably say then it makes it easier, but it actually does make it more difficult. <laughs> so do you find yourself having to set up boundaries then? Because obviously the food thing is really difficult, right? So if we yeah, cast yeah. our mind back to uh, February, uh, sorry, not February, December, when you did your kind of your challenge. So Kaylee did what we call a bit of a fat loss accelerator. So it's effectively a four week shoot prep where we go really aggressive on things. We set certain boundaries. We make it really clear as soon as there's less than like 95% adherence, we haul people off it because it is aggressive and it is short term. So in that time, we lost like a really substantial amount of that fat that we, when we got our habits mm-hmm. right up. So in terms of that, then how, how did you manage those boundaries? Cause that must be hard, right? What, what did you do and how did you, because most people in here have a partner. So again, like Emma and James right now <laughs> are literally chalk and cheese. James on about 500 grams of carbohydrates a day. Emma <laughs> gains weight from looking at James's carbohydrates per day because of polycystic ovaries. Um, I know other people obviously have partners. So how Tommy is, you know, big guy, what, six foot plus, six foot wide. Like he must be eating four or 5,000 calories. How do you, how do you overcome that barrier then? What, how does that work? well he doesn't he doesn't plan any of the food which is super unhelpful sometimes um (laughs) because he's not giving me any guidance to what he needs so basically what I did I was pretty selfish um and I planned all the foods and then said to him if you want to up your calories you add the carbs um so yeah basically he was on my plan with additional (laughs) carbs um which you know because I had that set four weeks I was kind of like right well this is what I'm doing you're on board or you're not if you want to sort your own food out which I nearly wouldn't then you you can you can do that but um yeah which thinking now you know I probably should take more of that view day Mm. to day because he doesn't actually help with the planning and cooking and everything like that um so why not just keep myself on track by just doing whatever the hell it is that I need to do you know and he can add in it's interesting, isn't it? Because basically what you've said there is you just really took control. So I'm looking yeah. at your fat loss accelerator and I don't know if you remember it. So when you started, you don't mind me airing the weight in here, right? No, go for it. Just checking. So when you started on November the 22nd, you were 77.6 kilos. And come the end on the 19th of December, by the way, December, you were 73.1 kilos and you had one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five meals out in that time. Mm-hmm. And that progress came from boundaries. And listening now, you might be thinking, why well, Why are we just hyping up that four weeks? I spoke in our call last week about boundaries specifically. 
And Kaylee has just admitted to herself that in those four weeks, she was very good at setting boundaries. And currently she's not very good at setting boundaries. And it's, and that's coming around to the way we make progress. So that doesn't just have to be a partner. It can be friends. It can be socials. It can be family, family, are the worst for it. Like people, you go out for an event and you say, you know, you're dieting or you're trying to lose fat and they just don't want to hear it. Like, so those boundaries are so important. So five meals out in 28 days in November and December, and we lost four, 4.5 kilos in four weeks. Now, obviously we put a little bit on, it was Christmas. That was natural. And that's kind of what I'm trying to not get into too much, but that's kind of what I wanted as a wife, as a mum, and as someone who's actually found herself, when she found herself the most, when when you were putting yourself first, you probably had the best results, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's kind of, and I maybe led this conversation this this way a little bit on purpose in order to make you remember that, but also to drive mm-hmm. home the point that just because not everyone is looking to get shredded constantly, boundaries are important and it does come to play so you'll have to tell Tommy that this is what you're doing uh, or just get him to shred I reckon he'd be right of it <laughs> in terms of then we spoke about progress as a whole and, and kind of how your body changes and we spoke about the mindset what about energy levels strength levels and fitness levels how much have they changed massively massively and particularly actually through that four week even though I was like eating less because I was meeting all my habits and doing what I needed to do for my body, you know, like it it was flying. Um, Overall though, I think, you know, it just comes down to the the, underlying, we just get moving more. Um, You know, previously, like I said, I would sit on the sofa every weekend and I wouldn't get up and about and do anything. Even if I was going to the gym, that would probably be my only movement. Um, Like having a desk job, you don't really get up and down. Um, But now I probably feel like I've got more in me to do those things naturally Mm. rather than, you know, force yourself to do it. So as as time goes on, as you most people here would know, your movement becomes more natural and then you've got that more energy to keep going sleep longer and well. do what you need to do yeah the sleep for me is massive like I used to really struggle with um insomnia and now like apart from you know um a few times whenever you know sometimes people just get bad sleep for whatever reason you know I go to sleep and sleep all the way through and don't have a problem at all falling asleep and that's since I've started this this journey I and mean, we all know how important sleep is um but you know the days where I don't sleep it's a massive difference the next day yeah um you know just just generally feeling better and you know over Christmas and during that um fat loss accelerator everybody around me was falling ill and I didn't actually get ill at all um throughout that period with the colds and stuff because I was just looking after myself better yeah. you know it's just those tiny little habits all add up to you just being bettering yourself don't they yeah huge effects and and again I've, I've kind of got one more main question for you but whilst we build on that the point here is actually all those little things that we harp on about all the time just make a huge difference so not only is it about doing those basics of moving more and getting better sleep and obviously you know it it has a huge effect over time so in terms of like physical progress, you're still your worst enemy, but there's huge, huge changes. Um, it, just imagine if, even if it takes two years at a time, 
every time you, every year you get older, you're the fittest you've ever been, the healthiest you've ever been. And we don't want to risk health for chasing that, that progress too quickly. In terms of obstacles, then, yeah. so you said you're a desk worker, which is, is common. So I think we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe six or seven of the people in here, eight of the people in here are desk workers. So Mm, there's basically three of us in here that aren't as far as I'm aware so would you say that's one of your biggest barriers being a desk worker because obviously you're not just a desk worker now you're a home desk worker most of the Mm -hmm. time so how do you how have you managed to overcome that because that's such a big barrier for anyone right like literally you basically sit on your bum all day yeah to be honest though it isn't a barrier. I make it a barrier. <laughs> it's okay. an excuse sometimes. Go on, tell me um, more. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be a barrier because, like, particularly working at home, I have more flexibility to get up from my desk and walk around. And I know, like, people share tips quite often. You know, like, you go and get your drink, and then you'll come back and you'll go and get your snack. If you were doing that in the office, you'd look pretty insane, I think. But, um, <laughs> you know, there are a lot more periods of the day where I would be sat down. You know, if people that don't sit at a desk um but I think it is an excuse and over time I've realized it shouldn't be a barrier interesting yeah it might be controversial to some people that sit at a desk and say that but you know get we've say get up half an hour earlier so many people here get up and go to the gym in the morning um you know and get that activity going and you know you've got lunch time you've got after work it is difficult when you've got children um so I know that you know like Kirsty sometimes difficult to get out in the evening but you do your steps around the living room you know it shouldn't be a barrier interesting <laughs> not, sure, by sure. for anyone listening to this call I did not <laughs> fire those shots but I'm going to stand <laughs> firmly behind the gun with Kaylee and take collateral because it's really interesting now but I'm saying that as someone who has used it as an excuse many many times many times and probably even last week my steps were like 4,500 one day and it was because I was at my desk yeah it shouldn't be an excuse (laughs) so you said about lunchtime I know there's certain people in here and I think we've had this conversation as well where lunchtime is apparently not a thing in 2023 apparently that's not allowed you're not allowed away from your desk someone leads me to believe that their bosses are stood behind their desk ready to stab them if they leave their computer for lunchtime I'm sure we've had this conversation where you used to struggle to get away from your desk as well. Is that, have we had that conversation? Yeah, so for me, it's more my boss um, just puts random things in at random times, very last minute. So um, it can make it quite difficult to schedule your day. Mm. Um, but then to my advantage, if she hasn't put in something in, I sometimes book out two hours over lunch and go to the gym. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Um, it depends on your boss and the structure of your day and the type yeah, of work of that you've got, I think. So. so in contrast, then, the days when you're chained to your desk and the days mm-hmm. that you maybe have two hours to go out for lunch and go to the gym, which not everyone has a privilege, but does something during the day. Probably shouldn't. Don't tell anyone. If you <laughs> <laughs> everyone will be taken to our lunches and they'll just be a Katie does it. It's fine. <laughs> um, how much do you find a difference in your productivity in the afternoon that you have post whatever exercise you've done whether you've gone out for a walk or whatever do you find a difference yeah definitely I think mentally um for me 
as particularly working from home, I feel very like trapped if I don't get out. And mm. then like my mind starts going, you know, a bit down like the, the depressed kind of feelings. Um, you know, if you haven't been out in the sun, you haven't got any movement. And to be honest, sometimes I just can't get anything done in the afternoon if I get myself in that zone. And, yeah. you know, particularly if I haven't dropped Roman off at nursery, I'm, I've been here since I woke up and like, it's, I work in the same, like in the living room, there's nowhere else to work. And yeah, it's just very constricting. And then I just get a bit in my head. So I, I need that to yeah. actually be productive. Yeah. yeah interesting i think most people if they're honest that when they do get out for lunch they'd say that 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 exercise that walk that 20 minute break or whatever makes them far more productive um i don't know why particularly after covid with bosses particularly we still struggle with it where people can't have a break because we 100 percent get more through more work but that's interesting so i think that the main takeaways then really is it's kind of actually those small actions over time have compounded into a very different you that someone that's made it long term that's mm -hmm. one of the things I said to you when you kind of said why and I was like well fitness as a mom fitness as a desk worker and more importantly fitness as someone who's turned kind of those fads into long term someone that's achieved balance and also overcome slash overcoming things such as emotional eating so you know like there's a huge amount of credit due and there's a huge amount of praise and more importantly there's a huge amount of respect that you should thank you for listening guys if you enjoyed that show please make sure you drop a review make sure you share it with your friends make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast one a week uh, and again they are giving you the tips the hints the tricks and giving you the game plan to transform your body so subscribe rate and share it with your friends